0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text is taken from Proverbs 30, verses 5 and 6. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. Do not add to His words, lest He rebuke you, and you be found a liar. This is our text. Temptations are inevitable, but we can take measures to avoid temptations, which make it less likely that we will fall. Experiments done with weight-conscious secretaries showed that candy in a dish on the desk was impossible to resist by the end of the day, because it's always there. The secretary had to say no practically every hour, every minute of the day. By contrast, if the dish were on a shelf across the room, the secretary would have to deliberately go over and get some, and she sometimes changed her mind while walking across the room. Candy hidden in a drawer was even easier to resist since it would not catch the eye. And having to ask a colleague for the candy was even a stronger deterrent. Accountability for our actions causes us to think twice before doing them. These trivial examples show that how we organize our lives and surroundings has much to do with resisting temptation to do what is wrong. Training ourselves to avoid wrong is called discipline. The scriptures tell us that Christ learned discipline. The letter to the Hebrews tells us that this was painful for him. Christ did not use his power as God to avoid earthly suffering. Christ became truly human to keep God's laws in our place. He lived a real life of real temptation and real faithfulness. We call this Christ's state of humiliation, wherein he left the glory of Godhead to assume human flesh and become one of us. He lived the life we failed to live, using divine power only in service to others, never for his own comfort. Christ humbled himself to death, even death of a criminal on a cross. St. Paul writes, we can be so encouraged in our daily walk by meditating on how Christ dealt with life and with temptations. Matthew, Mark, and Luke relate how Christ, after his baptism by John, went into the wilderness to be tempted, that is, to be tested by Satan. He practiced self-discipline by fasting for 40 days and faced the temptations Satan presented to him. In each case, our Lord relied on the Word of God from the Bible, specifically from the book of Deuteronomy, to guide him and stave off the devil. In this, Christ illustrated Proverbs 30, verses 5 and 6, our text, which says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Every word of God proves true. The King James Version renders the verse, every word of God proves sure. And the original idea is that the word of God is tested, it's tried, it's proven. When Satan came to the Lord and invited him to command these stones to become bread, Christ relied on the word of God to help him understand the temptation. For you see, this was an unnatural request. Unlike the miracle of loaves and fishes, well, you know, wheat and fish multiply in nature and provide nourishment to living things. But stone does not nourish Stones do not multiply in nature. The miracles that Christ does are congruent with nature, with God's laws. They are not contrary to God's laws, such as the fantastic manifestations often attributed to devils and evil spirits. This was also a temptation to use spiritual power for an earthly purpose. And we're familiar with that temptation, are we not? There are those who built a church to preserve the German language. There are those who built a church so that they might have a fellowship club. There are those who built a church for some extraneous or earthly purpose other than the worship of God. Yes, we are tempted to use spiritual power for earthly gain. Ministers are tempted to pursue prosperity because having a lot of people in church makes things more comfortable and it feeds the ego. People are tempted to come to church to get things rather than to give things. And when you talk about sacrifice and giving, it frightens some of them off. Yes, the temptation to use spiritual power for earthly purpose was presented to our Lord Jesus Christ. Why suffer hunger? Command these stones to become bread. And that was a constant temptation to the Lord in his state of humiliation to use his divine power merely for convenience. There are some people who imagine that Jesus gave his life to free us from the obligations of the Old Testament sacrifices as if Christ died for our convenience. Furthermore, Satan's question, if you are the Son of God, then do this. This would have subverted the mission. For you see, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to use divine power for his own service would have distracted the Lord from his mission as the Christ. He knew this because he meditated on the word of God. And the words of Moses came to his lips. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Moses was telling Israel in that context you suffered in the wilderness you suffered hunger and thirst that you may learn that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from God the same word that gives us life and sustains our life is what directs us and gives our lives meaning food and even earthly life itself is not the ends but means to the ends of serving God So that even suffering lack and walking by faith when we are oppressed by disappointment and sorrow, even this kind of suffering serves that end. So the Lord allows times to come to us where we we are sustained solely by God's promise and not by any evident material blessing. As it says in our text, every word of God is proven, sure, tested, reliable. That's why we can walk by faith and not by sight. Our text also says he is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Now you remember the, the next temptation, Satan said, I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth and their glory if you worship me. To a man who had fasted 40 days to prepare for a great mission to redeem the world from the dominion of Satan, this must have been a crushing temptation. The wait is over. The desire seemingly fulfilled. The world retaken and put into more benevolent hands. This is a common temptation that Satan uses on all kinds of people. For you see, our desires appear to us so benevolent and our motives so beneficent, the way so right, that we arrogate to ourselves powers that have not been given to us. Nothing is so distorted for humans as our view of ourselves and of our motives. We think we only go through life wanting to do what's right. Meditation and Lent should help us to see the ultimate self-serving motive that lies behind so much of our thinking and our acting. Christ was not deceived by this. He realized that to worship Satan would be to give it all back. Christ relied on God's word to protect him. You shall worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. He knew what the basic direction of life should be and this offer to exchange the whole world in return for worshiping the devil would subvert God's entire purpose. It would plunge the world into hell again. Perhaps thinking about this temptation is what led our Lord to say later in his teaching, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world yet lose his soul? And unless you worship the Lord your God, your soul is lost. But that Word that directs us to what is most important, that Word was a shield to Christ, and it can be for us if we take refuge in the worship of the Lord our God. And that means to gather around His Word, to receive His sacraments, to believe His promises, rather than worship the devil in an attempt to grab the world. To acknowledge God and receive eternal life for our souls. The final part of our text says, Do not add to his words lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. This is what Satan did in that third temptation. He added to God's word, He shall bear thee up lest you dash your foot against the stone. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. And then he quoted Scripture. The classic case of the devil quoting Scripture to mislead and deceive the people of God. For you see, we must understand Scripture as God intended and we use Scripture to interpret Scripture, not pull it out of context to justify whatever it is we or Satan wants to do. The very statement, if you are the Son of God, was a challenge to Christ to prove to Satan or maybe to himself that he was the Chosen One, the Messiah. We forget that when Christ laid aside his divine power, his divine omniscience, that he experienced knowledge the same way you and I experience knowledge And sometimes that experience can be foggy. Is it a dream? Fasting affects the experience. The same way that a a cold that stuffs your head might make you feel foggy and maybe unsure of things you know to be true. And what parent has never opened the door to check on a sleeping child just to assure him or herself the child is still there. So Satan issued a challenge to Christ to prove to himself by jumping down and putting God's word to the test. Furthermore, it would have been a sign to prove Christ's mission not only to himself but to the priests and Pharisees. You may recall several times in Jesus' ministry, they demanded a sign to show that he was the messenger from God. But you see, Satan turned God's promise of protection into an invitation to sin. He added to God's words, suggesting that not only should Christ rely on God for protection, but he should test it out by jumping off the roof. But Christ knew the scripture, you shall not put the Lord your God To the test. For testing God is a sign of doubt and not of faith. And then he rebuked the devil. He rebuked Satan when Satan was shown to be a liar. Get thee hence, Satan. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And you too can rebuke the devil. What temptation is plaguing you? The first step is to name the devil. Identify the temptation that is plaguing you. Is it lust? Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Or sloth? Or craving? Or envy? Identify that temptation that is plaguing you. Name the devil. Admit the sin. Then find the Word of God that applies. If it's anger towards someone, maybe the verse, the command to love your enemies might be the word of God to keep in mind. If you're envying someone else's blessing and you have trouble giving thanks, being happy for them, maybe St. Paul's words to give thanks in all things might be your Bible verse. Your pastor or another seasoned Christian can help you find the promises of God that will pertain to your particular temptation. Thirdly, arrange your life to avoid occasions to sin. If you have an enemy or someone with whom you're prone to quarrel, then avoid those cases where you run into that person. Avoid instances where you irritate one another. If you are envious of other people, then perhaps you need to make a list of your own blessings. Keep your mind on what God has blessed you with rather than envying things that God hasn't given to you. Think of the good in your life. As St. Paul says, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is worthy of praise, keep these things in mind and the God of peace will bless you. And above all, give thanks that Christ has freed you from the penalty of sin and pray to be freed from the allure of that sin. Do you see how the two are linked together? Our sin brings the penalty of eternal death, but Christ's death on the cross has eliminated that. So now with that, the allure of sin, to die to sin and its attractions, affirm what God has given the Holy Spirit will be with you and guide you. For you see, in temptation, Christ relied on God's promises, God's Word. You and I can take refuge in God's Word for guidance and strength when tempted, for comfort and assurance that Satan has no claim on or power over those who have found their Lord Jesus Christ. For He is the Word made flesh, in whom each may find forgiveness and refuge. For it says in our text, He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. May Christ, the Word in whom we take refuge, be with you, bless you, and guide you in every occasion of temptation. Amen. Amen. And may that peace of God that surpasses understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen.